Welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organised when planning the wedding of your dreams. I'm your host, Yvette Sitters. Welcome back to the Manage My Wedding podcast, episode 30. Today, I want to talk to you about your wedding guests. I I know I talk a lot in my podcast about how it's your wedding day and how you need to do what you and your partner want because the wedding day is all about you. But I do also need to talk about wedding guest etiquette and and how to ensure that your guests are happy, how to make them feel included and that you also make them feel special because they're chosen to be there on your big day. Plus, they often spend plenty of money themselves to possibly get there and to give you beautiful gifts or money. So it's important we respect that and we also show appreciation and do consider the guest when planning. And today's episode is brought to you by the Manage My Wedding greeting cards. These cards are the perfect way to say thank you or just to let someone know you love them and appreciate them. They're elegantly designed and of the highest quality and are available at managemywedding.com. So how do you consider your wedding guests without forgetting what you and your partner want? And there's a few different areas that um, I'm going to cover in this episode that you can, you know, make sure you are also thinking about the guests. And that first thing I want to cover is when you think about your location and your wedding dates. So when selecting your wedding date, it's really important that you check um, public holidays. If there's sporting events on that day, if there's any big local events on that day and in the area, because the location and date really can affect how much, for one, everything is in the area. So if you've got some guests that need to travel and stay, it's going to be much more expensive for them to get accommodation in the area. And it's also going to be really hard to find availability. But quite often, it can then be difficult for you to source suppliers if there's something as, as well going on in that area. So make sure you always check out those sort of dates. And if your guests are traveling, it's really nice to surprise them with something to show your appreciation for their travel. So you can do this simply with something such as a welcome note, um, or you can suggest some tourist spots that say they should visit. Or if you have a bit of spare money in your budget, you can gift them with something that's local. I know that um, for our wedding, we every well not every not a few people but 90% of our wedding guests actually traveled from you know Europe and the east coast of Australia to the west coast of Australia which is pretty much like going to another country because there's such a huge distance between them and I did a website for one that really helped people with getting to know the area but then I also popped little welcome notes under their doors in their hotel rooms 
and because everyone was staying in the same hotel. And I also popped in there, you know, some recommendation of the best places to eat and where they could hire bikes from. And I just tried to give them as much detail as I could and thank them for coming because I, I think that's really important. And everyone really loved that. And, and it actually didn't cost me anything. I literally typed up some letters and I printed them at home and just popped them in the envelope. And then the hotel, I was really lucky they didn't charge me and they just um, put them under everyone's door. No, actually, sorry, they didn't. They handed them to everyone when they checked in a reception. So, so simple to do that. The other thing is that if you have a destination wedding, it's probably important to send a save the date if you want to have them there. I often say if you need to reduce your numbers, do not send a save the date. But if you want your guests there, you really need to give them a save the date. And if you've decided to have a destination wedding, you can't then, or even if it's a wedding at home, but you want, there are a few people that will need to travel for it. You really can't turn around and say, we're getting married in two months and then expect people to be able to come because these days it's expensive. So people need to save and have that time. So you really do have to consider your guests when you're thinking of things like this. And again, it's really nice to help those, not only those that have traveled, but if you want your guests to stay in the same area as you, because quite often people like to make a weekend or a night of it, even if it is local to them, the wedding, it's, it's good to speak to a hotel or a couple of hotels and and get a discounted rate for those guests so that they can just ring up and use that code and get a discount because they will really appreciate that you've done that for them. Then there's transport to the venue that you have selected. Um, there are quite, I mean, quite often people are local, so you really don't have to always worry about this. But if your venue is in the middle of nowhere, or you have had a lot of guest travel, then it's really good to try and help them get to and from the venue, especially if it is out at a beautiful country farm and there's no reception out there. There's something that you know, I always suggest that you check because if they drive out there and drink and leave their car or if they get a lift out there, then there's no reception for them actually to get home and they can't call an Uber or a taxi. So you have to put transport in place for those situations. And the other thing actually that I should have mentioned when I talked about, you know, if guests travel, you can surprise them. If you don't have it in the budget to give them a little gift for traveling and saying, thank you, you could do something like having on your buffet um, or your dessert buffet, local produce. So then guests feel like they've got something special from you that's from that area and it just makes traveling more worthwhile. Or the other option is, and we went to, a, my husband and I went to a wedding in South Africa. Um, oof, this was back in, I'm trying to think when, I think it was like 2012 or 20, yeah, 2012, I think it was. So quite some time ago, but it was, my husband was the best man for the wedding and there was a lot of people that traveled for the wedding and it's really difficult to give guests a gift, you know, like the guest favor or some people call them a bonbonnier. It's difficult to try and give people who are traveling a gift to take home 
on the on the tables. So what they did is they just had a little note that was telling us that the, instead of giving us a gift, they'd actually given money to charity. Um, instead of doing instead of spending money on a gift that people don't really want or don't want to have to take home, so that was a really nice gesture, and everyone really loved that. But you can, if you want to spend some money on guest gifts, just think, consider, I always say, consider either something they can reuse or something they can um, get home easily, especially if they travel. It's really, really important. Then the other area that you need to consider your guests is the area of children. Now, I know for many people, this is a contentious issue. And it can become quite <laughs> um, political <laughs> as such, and it became, can become a really tricky subject with your families. So I always say no matter what you decide, whether it's children or no children, make a decision on one and make it the same rule for everyone. Unless you say we are only having our um, own niece and nephews, then that, that, okay, that is okay. But it's really important that you don't say it's no children and then you say to a friend, yes, you can bring your child, et cetera, et cetera. Always let people bring breastfeeding children if they're little and young and they can't really move around anyway um, because they, they usually need their mother. But just make sure you keep it the same children policy for everyone because that will really help with any family or friend dramas. But if you do have guests that are traveling with children and you have said to them, no, your kids aren't allowed to come to the wedding, which is fair enough because everyone has that right to make that decision. And it's the bridal couple's decision. No one else's. Yes, it's your decision. Um, I think then you need to though help those traveling with local babysitters because they, they won't really know anyone. They won't know where to start. So do a little bit of research, give them some contact details um, that they can then book a babysitter. If you are allowing, allowing children at your wedding, um, then maybe consider some entertainment. So go and hire some entertainment or hire a babysitting company to actually come in and look after the children. And if you haven't, you can listen to, I did a podcast actually with Orly. She owns Coastal Babysitters. And they really specialize in um, kids at weddings. So if you go back and have a listen to episode three, we talk through kids or no kids at weddings and what your options are and how to handle each of those options and what works best. So I highly, I highly recommend you go back and have a listen to that. I also sell on our website um, their children's activity books, which are really handy to give out to children on your wedding day right before the speeches commence. So ask a bridesmaid or a friend or just somebody and say to them, I want them handed out at the beginning of the speeches because that will then keep the kids entertained and keep them a bit quieter while the speeches are on. But if you put them on the tables at the beginning, they, by the time the speeches start, you know, they're, they're sick of that already. So keep it as a little surprise because that will benefit them, keep them entertained, but it benefits you to have a bit of peace and quiet while the speeches are going on. Then the next area 
that you need to consider your guests is when you're thinking about your food, your drinks and your entertainment. And I, I'm, when I talk about this, I'm not saying that you pick a band that everyone else will like that you won't like, or you pick food that you won't like or drinks. Um, it's more thinking about mostly the time that your wedding guests might have between the ceremony and the reception. So, uh, if you sometimes, I mean, at my wedding, we did everything in one place and because everyone had traveled, we made sure that drinks and food came out straight after the ceremony. And we only did our photos in that area. So we weren't gone for hours on end. So people, you know, could enjoy straight away um, being social and drinking and eating. And also we had to do that because the location of our venue couldn't really there was nowhere else to really go um around there and it was a private um yacht club as well so they couldn't just go into the members bar and purchase drinks because they weren't allowed so you have to think of all those things if you're in an area that is buzzing with clubs and pubs and everything else then you don't have to worry then people can go and look after themselves that is no concern for you but if you are having a five or six hour gap, then it, it really is either too long and people do do it. I've been to weddings, there's been massive gaps and we're like, what are we going to do for that amount of time? And if that's the case, then you really do need to consider starting the reception for the guests earlier because it's just too long to have people waiting around. They really want to get undressed and relaxed in that amount of time. So if you they have nowhere to go, but they're going to have a bit of a gap. Then think about things like um, maybe offering drinks early and covering that cost or having a bar that they can pay for their own drinks and maybe having some games. You can hire those really big, massive Jenga games. Oh, there's so many you can, you can get now. And that's really good entertainment for people and it'll just kill some time for them. Uh, if they're, if there are plenty of things in the area, but they people don't know the area because they've travelled, then you can let them know where you think that they should go to between the ceremony and reception so that they're not kind of wandering around all dressed up, not knowing where to go really. So those are little things that your guests will really, really appreciate and you've shown them, you're being respectful really by tr trying to actually want to help them. And the other thing I, I also want to mention with drinks is if you're having an outdoor ceremony or a long ceremony, water at the ceremony is a minimum. You definitely need to have a water station. And if you can have some other things, uh, ice cream or drinks or whatever, great. But if it's not in the budget, just have some water. That's really, really important. And then the other thing that really lastly I want to mention, because I think that the, the other three areas I've already mentioned are, are really the only areas you really have to consider your guests. So that's, again, I was talking about the location and the dates. I spoke about children and I talked about food, drinks and entertainment. Um, but lastly, please send thank you notes to everyone that came to your wedding, whether they travelled or not. Um, people come, they, they make an effort to come to your wedding. They they spend money on getting their makeup done on their hair or new clothes or hiring a suit, whatever it is. 
And they often these days spend so much money on gifts um, for you. So it's really important and it's not hard to print a thank you note and post it out to them. This is just, it just surprises me these days how often that does not happen after weddings anymore. And I just think it's like a rude, bluntly. So really do do that. And if somebody has helped on the wedding day, then definitely say thank you to them also. And you don't even have to do that after the wedding. You could pop, just write a little, um, a card for them on the day of the wedding and pop it on the table and thank them. No matter how small it was that they helped, you should always thank them because they'll feel appreciated. And something actually that you, I want to say you can ask of a couple of guests you always have those jobs that you give out to your wedding guests. And I've talked about these before in past podcasts, but ask a couple of guests that you really trust to take a photo of your partner looking at you down the aisle. I think this is a really important one because that moment is just beautiful. And it's a moment that you can look back on later and really appreciate, but you really have to ask the right people to do that because lots of people just forget or just get caught up in staring uh, at the other person. So yeah, ask a couple of people if they can snap that photo. Never be afraid to ask guests to help with things. Um, But as long as you've also returned the favor and taken care of your guests and considered them as well in all the things that I've just talked about. Now, these, these suggestions that I've just really gone through, they're all actually in my free 101 Top Wedding Tips ebook. So some of you may have heard them before, but I've just gone into a bit more detail. If you haven't heard these before, you haven't seen the ebook, just you can download it for free on our website at www.managemywedding.com. And they're just a couple of the 101 wedding tips that I go through, but they, they really help you making sure that your guests really remember your wedding day as something special. But if you do consider the things that I've just gone through and you do actually do them, you know, your guests are really going to love you more. They're going to, it's going to make them feel loved and special. You're going to make them walk away remembering how beautiful your wedding was, but also how special they felt. You're going to create lasting memories for everyone. And this is how you get your wedding talked about forever. And people will talk about your wedding in the most positive light forever because of those special things that you've considered and they're not difficult things and they don't cost money. So definitely think about them. But thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast so that you can receive the podcast every Monday morning and listen on your commute to work or, you know, why you're exercising or why you're just eating your breakfast. It, you don't need long. Um, they'll, they'll just help you with your wedding planning. And if you enjoy listening to the podcast, please leave a review. I'd love to um, hear what you have to say about my podcast. And until next time, enjoy being engaged and staying organized and stress-free while planning the wedding of your dreams.